everybody, welcome to The Buzz. Scott Tady and Megan Miller, time to talk some entertainment for our one-year anniversary podcast. How about that? Yes, on Wednesday we turn officially one-year-old from podcasting The Buzz. Kind of exciting. Uh, we kind of went into this not knowing much about, at least me, I didn't know anything about podcasting, but boy, it's been a lot of fun. As I say, I think I knew even less than you did, but yeah, it has been a lot of fun. We learned a lot, got to meet some cool people along the way. Look forward every week to telling you guys what's coming up uh, in the Beaver Valley area and then Pittsburgh area, entertainment-wise, and talking about music, movies, TV shows, pop culture, whatever. Scott is fired up at the moment. Yes. So do you want to start for this week? Uh, yeah, the, the time of year, the indoor shows, uh, a lot of country coming our way. What do you think about that? Cole Swindell, first of all, has sold out Stage AE. Are you, are you surprised? You know what? I'm not. Originally, I would have said yes, but I think he's trying kind of following in the footsteps of Kit Moore. Hmm. And Kit Moore has done really well at Stage AE the last two years. So I'm not that surprised that now Cole Swindell's kind of following in that a little bit. I still think Kit Moore and Justin Moore are the same person. You know what? Well, I actually have seen them in the same room before together. Ah. So that, there goes that theory. They were both openers for Eric Church a few years ago. But yeah, this time, um, I've seen Cole Swindell quite a few times now as an opener. He opened for Luke Bryan, right, at the stadium? Yeah, a couple years ago at Heinz Field. And then he actually opened for uh, Jason Aldean last year. Ah in 2015 so yeah so now he's kind of i feel like he's done all of the opening act circuits that he could do so now it's his time to headline pretty sure pretty sure i saw a real quick shot of him at the cmas this year it was, it was his ball cap anyway he's always got a ball cap on so yes although i kind of do prefer that look over the cowboy hat because yeah. who are we kidding you're not <laughs> wrangling cattle in your spare time so yeah so that's already a sellout but that'll be happening thursday that same night another country show yes Let's talk about that. Eastern Corbin and the stickers. It's the Y108 Soldier Salute at Pepsi-Cola Roadhouse in Burgettstown. Uh, what are your thoughts on Easton Corbin? You know, I'm not all that familiar with him. I am intrigued by the show because Y108 puts on some pretty good um, shows. They, you know, just did Girls with Guitars last month, and, you know, now they have the Soldier Salute. I've seen a few of these Soldier Salutes at uh, the Pepsi Roadhouse. First of all, very underutilized place, the Pepsi Roadhouse. Back yes. in the day, I mean, like Blake Sheldon headlined that, and, and that is a place that always got... 20, 30 shows a year. They only get a handful, but it's right next to the entrance to First Niagara Pavilion. Or, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what's it called now? It's now the Key Bank Pavilion. Yes, and I know not PPJ Paints <laughs> Arena. <laughs> and I know where that is, actually, because I've done at least one illegal U-turn yes. <laughs> near there trying to get back on uh, 18. It's an indoor club with good food. And uh, the Y-108 thing, it's a fundraiser for uh, for military uh, a support groups. So there's a lot of, uh, like, silent auctions and that kind of thing. And... Uh, the stickers of the opening act, a really cool country band out of Pittsburgh. They've, we, of course, talked about them being on the TV show Nashville, one of their songs, real quickly. Yeah. They've opened for just about every major act and you know a lot of festivals they do in the Pittsburgh area. So uh, it's good that the Y1A is supporting them as well. But, yeah, so you, you got uh, that choice. Tickets are still available for that one Thursday. Oh, cool. I, I saw Zach Brown do one of these soldier salutes once, and they, they uh, his band unplugged, and it was just a very intimate kind of setting. And Pepsi Roadhouse, no matter where you sit, you're, you're pretty close to the stage so it's, and it's, he would be a perfect one for a soldier salute because he is very he uh, supports the soldiers he does a lot of you know shows overseas and you know some of his proceeds actually go to help you know different uh, support groups and stuff like that so that would be a really good one also to see unplugged yeah it's just a very kind of intimate setting and it almost has a holiday feel about it as well let's face it holidays are right around the corner anyway so uh, yeah. if, if you can't get your your ticket to the sold out Colas Wendell show you, you go to the Y108 soldier salute show and then there are some different events happening this weekend. First, we have the Chocolate Bar 
and the Benenham Center <laughs> lobby. It's like an ode to chocolate. Um, it's like a they're billing it as a dessert lover's paradise. What's not to like about that? Yeah, it's like, do you need more information? There's going to be a bunch of different um, businesses uh, from Pittsburgh and the surrounding areas, um, and they kind of set up um, in the lobby. And it sounds like it's almost like a wine tasting, but with chocolate. Oh. That you can go like to different, you know areas and see the different like how people use chocolate um, picturing a big chocolate fountain right in the middle of the lobby what do you think i would hope that they would have at least one chocolate fountain but yeah so that's a different you know kind of event for the city what's going on is that like a cultural trust thing or who's the the host of this that i don't actually know i do know it's in the um, lobby of the benedum center and i th- believe i don't know if this is the second year but they've done it before um so there's um they have everything from milkshakes chocolate infused creations all that kind of fun stuff so i mean the list here i see sarah's candies is involved of so, course yes uh, uh, it looks like a good lineup of the uh, enrico biscotti from the strip district so uh, one of my favorite places nicholas coffee and tea oh yeah down market square yes yeah, yeah. so, right. so if you're a chocolate lover and who isn't the benedum center saturday and then if what goes well with chocolate there's Go ahead. I'm going to say wine. <laughs> There's a wine school at Explore Swickley on Saturday as well. Ooh, do tell. Um, well, they're going to have, um, I have to go to my notes for this one, but they have um, nine Italian wines, three um, olive oils, and a 30-year-aged balsamic vinegar. Ooh, wonder how that tastes. <clears throat> I would have to say delicious. Yeah. But, yeah, so they're also going to have, you know, kind of celebrate the Tuscany region of Italy and, you know, maybe... Do some chocolate, then have some wine. I'm told there's cheeses there as well. So knock it all to the park. You got wine, cheese, chocolate in, in the Swickley Pittsburgh area this Saturday. Yeah, what more could you want? Yeah. And then, like you said, the holidays are kind of upon us. Um, the annual craft show at Beaver High School is this weekend. Been to that. I, I know two of our, our biggest listeners and watchers, <laughs> our, our moms, are both fans of that. <laughs> two of our biggest supporters will be probably going to that on this weekend. I, I tell you what, they packed that place. It, it's in Beaver High School. Like every single hallway and, and, and room and nook and cranny seems to be filled with people selling crafts. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of good baked goods as well. And uh, that, that is a really cool event. Yeah, I really like it because it's like the whole gymnasium and then like all of the like hallways, like everywhere, even like when you first come in and then all down the way. And I like a lot of it because they are very into like handcrafted and you know homemade crafts and you know like small business and so it's a cool way to kind of start your holiday shopping and that's uh both saturday and sunday yes that's all weekend and also this weekend um the german market returns to uh the harmony museum never been to that i haven't either I've been to one uh, market in uh, Chicago, actually, on Black Friday, many, many years ago. And it was just like a really cool setup to like walk through and see the different, you know, the ornaments and decorations and that sort of thing. I want to guess the one in Harmony won't be quite as crowded as Black Friday in Chicago. Yes, I'm, I'm going to say that's probably a safe wager. But it sounds like a cool, you know, cool event to kind of ease into the holiday spirit. I think so. I, let's do it because it is mid-November is right here. Yes. It's, it's at least a week away, so come on. Yeah, and as it Can't was... resist it anymore. <laughs> and as it was pointed out to me, like, this past weekend was kind of the last, like, weekend before the holidays actually start, so I don't feel as guilty watching Netflix, but... I'm sure in upcoming episodes we'll be talking about all the Christmas shows coming. There is uh, at least one more rock show, though, coming to the Palace Theater. Yes. I know you're a fan of the Goo Goo Dolls. Yay! They will be returning to the region on um, Sunday night. 
Uh, yeah, it's worth a trip to the palace. Uh, Johnny Resnick, of course, uh, still doing all the hits. This isn't not like they have a, a bunch of new albums they're out to support. You know, I'm sure they'll be playing Iris and everything. So yeah, I think they're kind of in the territory now that like okay, they probably you know they are still you know producing albums and you know coming out with new music, but I don't think they can get out of there without doing Iris, Slide, Black Balloon, all of. You know, all of the hits. I got to interview Johnny once and asked about the hairdo, and he said, honestly, it was like a cost-cutters kind of thing. It wasn't some big, fancy $300 haircut or anything like that. Like, Interesting. Yeah, dude's got some cool hair. It's a beautiful mane. It really is. I had a chance to talk to the guitarist once, too, and, and you know, he's from Buffalo. And that's one of those deals where Pittsburgh was one of the very first markets outside of their home to really support Goo Goo Dolls. So they, they have a fondness in their heart whenever they play here. Oh, cool. So, yeah, so I'm excited that they'll be, you know, returning again. And it sounds like it'll be, like, kind of an intimate evening with, I know there are opening acts as well, but, you know, it's a smaller theater. You know, it'll be kind of up close with them. So that should be a fun show. Yeah, the Steelers play, it's an afternoon game, so you still got time to make it out there. And if the Steelers play like they did this past Sunday, you're better off going to see the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. Just put it on the radio and drive up to Greensburg. It's totally fine. There you go. And we will be right back. Get ready, get set, get out this weekend. Watch every Wednesday as I, Scott Tady, give you the scoop on local entertainment and help you plan how to get out this weekend. Sponsored by Lincoln Park Performing Arts Center. A new episode premieres every Wednesday at timesonline.com slash get out or watch them on our Beaver County Times Roku channel. Don't miss it. And we are back on The Buzz. Megan Miller and Scott Tatey here, ready to talk some more entertainment. Things we've done in the past week, entertainment-wise. Saw a great show. It might sneak its way into the top ten list. Ooh. Might. Uh, of course, I'm a big progressive rock fan, big fan of the band Yes. But John Anderson, Rick Wakeman, and Trevor Rabin, three of the, the, and the band Yes members over the years, got together doing a tour. Did a show at the Biom. Haven't been to the Biom in a while for a rock concert. Great night. They did all the great Yes hits. Uh, I, I was really surprised. Rick Wakeman, known as a very flamboyant keyboardist, but I didn't expect him to march off the stage, walk through the crowd playing a keytar. It, it, it's just you, you think Yes, they're, they're not a kind of band that mixes it up in the audience. It was really surprising and cool, but the important thing, John Anderson has one of the most exquisite voices in rock. Very, I, I always use the word pretty, and you hate to use the word pretty in a rock review. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a, it's a pretty uh, high, soaring, lovely voice. and. He still has it. He was nailing it, actually. I, I was very impressed. So if, if you're a Yes fan, uh, you know, make sure you, you get a chance to see them on their next tour. Cool. And then last week, um, I joined the circus for the morning. I heard about that. <laughs> I actually got to um, spend some time with the uh, ringmaster who was um, here. They were actually at PPG, PPG Paints Arena. That's going to take a minute yes. to get used to. Um in downtown Pittsburgh uh, last weekend. Uh, they actually left uh, Sunday. But yeah, they kind of had like a media day where they were starting to set up the circus. And I, you know, even got to hear the ringmaster do his, you know, welcome to the greatest show on earth. And uh, that video is actually up at timesonline.com slash entertainment. I saw that video. You were talking, uh, first of all, the ringmaster was really decked out in that. That, yes. that was quite a costume. I loved his outfit. And I liked that it wasn't like the traditional, like the red with the top hat. It was like this really pretty, you know, like robin egg blue almost it was very bedazzled and it was just a cool outfit and i was wondering like oh i wonder if he's gonna you know be in costume or if he's just gonna you know come out from rehearsal and he was dressed head to toe so that was exciting you remember a couple weeks ago i interviewed the the human cannonball in that circus and she was describing her costume as looking like something elvis would have wore so i thought that was different yeah so it seems like they and they did have an extreme you know circus type feel they had like the you know motocross like that type of stuff as well so it seems like they're kind of changing the image a little bit and no elephants but um yeah so they i didn't get to see the entire you know set as because the, they were still setting it up for that, but it was a different experience. Let's practice saying it 
PPG Paints Arena. Yes, we're going to have to get used to that. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the CMA Awards. I was surprised I watched the whole thing. I thought I'd tune in you know, a little bit of the monologue, a little bit of the ending, whatever. But, uh, wow, pretty good show, I thought. Yeah, it, I liked that they kind of celebrated, like, where like where country music came from, where it's going, like where it is now. It was the 50th anniversary. Uh, Carrie Underwood and Brad Paisley were the hosts for, I don't even know how many years in a row. It's got to be, what, close to eight or ten by now. And they were funny. But Brad has a, that really uh, off-kilter kind of wit. And, and uh, you know, him and Carrie, there was a good chemistry there. Yeah. They involved Peyton Manning in the show. They had Peyton Manning doing his, his nationwide jingle, which is really funny. See, I missed that part, but I did see him give the Pinnacle Award to Kenny Chesney. Towering over Kenny yes. Chesney. As he, <laughs> Kenny's like, what, five, eight or five? I don't know. And Peyton's like six, four or five. But uh, performance-wise, uh, like you said, they did a lot of tributes to the old, older stuff, so that was really cool. Uh, a lot of talk about the Beyonce performance. She came on. I gotta admit, I was stoked when I saw her on stage with the Dixie Chicks. I thought, oh, my goodness, this is going to be epic. And it, it really wasn't. I, I was a little disappointed. Uh I wanted it to be, but uh, I, I don't know. For some reason, it just didn't didn't move me. Yeah, I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was terrible. Like it was just a uh, you know. There, I really didn't walk away like hating anything. Or I mean, I liked a lot of you know the moments, and I don't even think any of the awards were that surprising. But this particular show kind of seemed more like the Grammys in that it was more focused on the you know tributes and the performances and less on the actual award. Definitely a coming out party for Marin Morris, the singer who won Best New Artist, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, definitely not a household name at this point, but uh, she they showed her a couple of times. She won some awards, so I think that's going to be someone who will be touring. They'll be announcing a tour pretty soon, you would think, to capitalize on the momentum she's got. Yeah, well, if you remember last year, nobody knew who Chris Stapleton was even three hours before the show started. And now, you know, he he missed us this past summer. So hopefully he'll be here at Key Bank Pavilion um, <laughs> next summer. But, yeah, so I'm hoping that might do boost her a little bit and, you know, give her more recognition. Because she's pretty good. I, I do like her. Uh, yeah, kind of like a Hoosier of, of country music. She has a soulful, gospel-y kind of tone, at least to the single she's singing. You know? Yeah, and it's not your traditional, um, like, breakup-type songs that some of the, her other, you know, peers are releasing now. So. I thought they really downplayed the bro country. I mean, yes, you had Luke come out and Jason Aldean was kind of he did a little real quick thing but uh, it was a lot of nods to the to authentic country I mean you know it was it was the good twangy stuff yeah and then of course entertainer of the year Garth Brooks he won the top honor and uh, the first thing he did he went over and hugged the other nominees including Kenny and everything I, I thought was that. Really classy. Yeah, yeah I thought that was a good because they were all like seated in the front <laughs> row like in different areas yeah. and I like that he you know did that and then got up on stage and Taylor Swift returned to the CMA that? stage f to present that award well, hello Nashville she says <laughs> uh, yeah I, I didn't realize that was going to happen until the show already started was that a bit of a surprise or I don't know I mean it makes sense to have her there because, I mean, she did kind of change the country music landscape a little bit, at least in the most more recent years. And, I mean, it, of course, changed her life as well. But now here's the thing. I read a story after, like, the next day after the CMA saying, was she hinting at returning to country music? Mm. And I don't know. Like, she kind of made that big, you know... Um, you know, declaration that, you know, she's going pop and she's releasing 1989. And then there was also speculation that she might be dropping a surprise album in October. And that came and went and that never happened. Yes, you got me all excited for that. Yes, last. well, I was very excited. And I thought that might actually happen. And then once people kind of were onto it, I'm wondering if that was the plan and she just 
kind of thwarted it because she didn't want people to be on her. Because she's always a step ahead of everybody when it comes to her marketing and, you know, her planning and everything. And she always does it on her terms. So. There was a time where she was a star of any award show she was in. Uh, it was interesting. They brought her out just near the very, very end. Uh, in years past, they would have shown her 58 different times in the crowd. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. And I, I think Faith Hill took over that this week. Or, or you know, her and, They kept showing her and Tim every chance they oh, got. Oh, I didn't see that too much. But, yeah, all of the reactions that, you know, I'm sure there are many memes on the internet of, you know, Instance. Taylor, yes. you know, dancing and, you know, her reaction of people winning or her winning or anything. So, and I didn't even really see her in the audience at all. That's what I'm saying. In years past, that would have been a big deal. She would have been planning right out front and they would have made, you know, any chance they got it to scroll over to her. But, uh, so it was cool that she came out at the end. Uh, we mentioned Chris Stapleton won, was it Male Vocalist of the Year? Oh, I don't know. He, he won one of the big ones, which really surprised me because I thought that album kind of had some legs on it. It was already a year old, but, uh. Overall, a, a good show. It, it kept me there for three hours. Yeah, and a little over, yeah, actually. actually yeah. It started to run a little long. And we actually we mentioned about Taylor Swift not releasing new music. Technically, she did release a new song. Just Little Big Town was the one who actually sang it. And they did a good job on That's that. A, it's really pretty. It, I, there's some speculation that she wrote it around the um, album Red, like around that time period. I don't know how true that is or not. But no, she, no, no, no. What, what boyfriend did she write it around? Well, that's the other thing that, you know, people are already dissecting the lyrics because it, so- it sounds like a true, like, based on life events type thing. And she had said that, you know, she wrote it and she thought of Little Big Town because of the harmonies. So that's it's very pretty. And it actually went to number one. And then they announced who wrote it. So she has an, an affinity for them. Remember when Taylor played Heinz Field last, she had Little Big Town come out. And, oh, and, that's and right. Song Pontoon, so that, that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was exciting. So overall, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I thought CMA Awards did what they needed to do. It, it kept me interested. It, it uh, celebrated the 50 year anniversary. They, they had all the original winners. They, they did a funny thing where they said, well, what, Carrie Underwood and Brad are like, what happens if something goes wrong here and, and you know, there's a bomb or something? Don't worry, they had a designated survivor and the camera cuts to Billy Ray Cyrus <laughs> in a bunker somewhere eating a greasy piece of chicken and he had the mullet going and it was pretty funny. And since designated survivor normally would be on. Uh, yes, then. Kiefer Sutherland. So, was preempted. Uh, Although you know, I would have liked to see Kiefer Sutherland on there. Yeah. Because I think he was last year. Because I think that's how they like toted him out to announce that he was going to be back on ABC. He's a country singer now. Yes, that's right. I almost forgot about that. (laughs) So, And then some other television that we've been catching up on the last uh, couple weeks. I found a new show, or I don't know how new it is, but it's new to me, on Netflix called Lovesick. What's it about? Well, it's... um, it's, it's a really good binging opportunity because it's six episodes and they're 24 minutes long. So you could essentially get through, watch it in a day. And the second season is actually coming back uh, to Netflix later this month. So that's kind of cool. Um, it's an English show and each episode is named after a girl and the main character. Um, there's these like three best friends, two guys and a girl. And I'm sure you can see where where it's going as far as not so much a love triangle, but there's definitely a love storyline there. And he um, has to contact uh, these past girls and he, each episode is around like how he met them or the relationship with, you know, that particular girl. I don't want to give too much away, but it's, it's a, it's worth, I think a, the slight binge of what, three hours. When you say English, is this stuffy English, Dalton Abbey kind of stuff? Or is this more like the office kind of? Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily call it, a, like comedy but maybe like a romantic comedy you know like a two-hour you know movie but it's over you know it, each episode kind of stands on its own a little bit and yeah it's definitely it's not a dry like or stuffy or anything like that cool so. 
I've been in the show, um, there's, there's the Viceland channel. It's, it's like all documentaries, uh, really trying to be very edgy with, with its programming. They have, they have a show called Abandon, which I, I binged on over the weekend. Uh, it's this professional skateboarder. He goes to abandoned mill sites, abandoned cities. He was in inner city St. Louis, inner city Detroit, uh, British Columbia, this old boom mining town that no longer exists. And he rides a skateboard. He interviews the people that stuck around. He does stories on what happened. Why does this sprawling plant that once employed 30,000 people in Michigan, why is it closed? But... You know, he, he admits he doesn't do it from, and he used the word, uh, uh, I can't remember what it was, like abandonment porn. Like, we're not going to celebrate, we're not here to gawk and take pictures of these places that are no longer there, but we're here to kind of get to the bottom of it, what happened and, and what it means to the people if, if they were able to bring some life back to them. So it's very yeah. intelligent, very interesting, but it's, it's told from a point of view like the skateboarder. So it's got a like a hip edginess kind of thing. A little and, bit and of a grit to it. Grit is a good word. And, and very balanced, though. He And I can't remember his name right now, which is so cool. He's so – it's not a personality piece. It's not like when Anthony Bourdain goes somewhere and it's all about what he thinks about it. This guy kind of stays in the background and lets the, the people who live there tell the stories. But oh. it's called Abandoned. So if you get a chance, it, it's that Viceland documentary channel. Really cool stuff. Oh, cool. That sounds like a good – Good, t- good yeah, time on TV. <laughs> yeah, it's serious, but uh, you don't feel like your IQ is lowered when after you watch an hour episode. That's, I mean, that's kind of all you want, right? <laughs> At this point, yes. <laughs> and are you th- ready for this week's Love It or Loathe It? Well, it is the one-year anniversary of the Buzz podcast, yes. so yes, I am. Alrighty. Yeah. Do you want to go first or shall I? Uh, I'm loving the fact that election is tomorrow, and if nothing else... We're not going to see the commercials anymore. I'm, All right. I'm over that. I'm tired of seeing whoever's running for Congress and the, and the Chinese flag flying behind them. I'm, I'm tired of the mudslinging. And uh, I, I want to go back to commercials trying to sell me cell phone plans or cars or other frivolous things. Moisturizers. And, yes. Uh, it's just so rough to watch. At the beginning of the Steeler game, there were three straight political commercials. And I, I'm not saying anything new, and I'm not saying anything other people aren't thinking. But uh, I'm just loving the fact that these are almost over. It's been a long season. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people have echoed that. And I was on um, YouTube on my TV over the weekend just trying to find like a workout video and I couldn't click on one without like one after the other like political ads and it's like all I want to do is just do a Pilates workout. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> like, come on. But yeah, I feel like a lot of people would echo echo that love. Don't they have that in Britain where they can't show political ads on TV? Don't quote me on that. But yeah, I, I, I think, have no I idea. Think some countries have that rule. All right. Well, I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that <laughs> can be your campaign for the next election day. Take us somewhere positive. I hope you have something to love this week. Well, I actually have something to loathe. Oh, okay. So we were talking about the CMA Awards, um, and I, and all award shows are guilty of this, but, you know, you have the three-hour time slot, and they do all of these, you know, um, great performances and these awards and these Lifetime Achievement Awards, and they save, and I understand why they save the best for the last, you know, they save the best awards for the last half hour because they want to, they're the most important ones and they want to keep viewers watching, and I understand that. But I am loathing the fact that they cram more content in than the space that allow that they allow, and then when it comes time, like specifically for the CMAs, Dolly Parton won the Lifetime Achievement Award, well deserved. She's done a lot for country music, a lot for you know the community and everything else. And they told actually told her that she had to cut it short. <laughs> Saw that. And it's like how do a how do you tell cut Dolly Parton off first and foremost and keep your job the next day? And B, it's like well, maybe either put her in the beginning or you know cut a performance or two or you know put maybe do what some of the Grammys do and do the early more early awards be flexible when you're editing. Maybe there's a segment that can be cut, a comedy segment, a pre-taped 
that yeah. if you are running long, you can cut that and still save Dolly Parton giving a speech that people want to hear. Yeah, and like the Oscars, you know, are notorious for that. A, they're notorious for running long, of course, as well. And um, but. You know, you have, you know, the last four awards, like this past year where Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, you know what was going back to him. But, you know, he won his award first time, you know, long time in the making. And it's like, well, you want to hear, like, he's never had this moment before. Who knows if he'll ever have the moment again? Like, it's a big award. It's not an award or a name that no one's ever heard of before and ne- never will hear of again. And it comes a downer. It comes, it goes from, oh, I can't wait to hear Leo give the speech to, oh, I can't wait till the show's over. Yeah. And you're, you're going to bed with kind of an angry attitude rather than celebrating something that, you know, you've been waiting for years to see. Exactly. And especially from like a deadline, you know, perspective, it's like, oh, my, you know, will you please end the show? Like we have a newspaper to put out here. And yeah, so I just, I... I like all of the content they, that they have, and that's what makes the show so enjoyable. But I almost wish that they would budget yes. or plan for it to go over and cut one. Like maybe cut out a costume change or a, you know, one of you know Brad and Carrie's skits. Like cut one of those and make it as an extra on like the ABC app or something. I thought it was noble. Chris Stapleton came on after Dolly Parton said, "Oh, you still up here? You can have some of my time." He he was willing to give her his t- his acceptance speech yeah. time just so she could talk more and. And I mean, that's a dram- more dramatic example because you have like this queen of country music and, you know, but it's just, and she made a, com- a point to say, like, they're telling me to wrap it up, keep it short or whatever. So that's a loathe. I just would like to have seen, you know, her speech and other people who, you know, worked so hard to get up there and, you know, they're kind of, the music is cued. I'm on your side there. So, so yeah, so it's a love, but I guess it's an upbeat loathe, or I'm sorry, it's a loathe, <laughs> but it's an upbeat loathe, right? Yeah. We just want more Dolly. Come yeah, on. right? Who doesn't? <laughs> So, and that is it for this nearly one-year-old uh, episode of the Buzz podcast. Uh, and as it's been from the beginning, you can find us on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, SoundCloud, timesonline.com backslash podcast. Yes, and you can also follow all of our stories and all of the breaking entertainment uh, information at timesonline.com slash entertainment. It only took me 10 months to learn how to do this closing part. Yeah. See, see the progress there? <laughs> we are. It's slow, slow but sure. Slow and steady wins the race. And then also on Twitter, you can uh, follow both of us. I'm at Maggie E. I'm at Scott Tady. Thanks for listening. <laughs>